The third topic is appeals in civil procedure. Modes of appeal from judgment or final orders of various courts or tribunals. Under Rule 41, Ordinary Appeal, Rule 42, Petition for Review. Rule 43 appeals from uh, quasi-judicial uh, uh, authorities to the CA. And uh, Rule 45, Petition for Review by certiorari. In Ordinary Appeal, that is Rule 41, the case decided by the Regional Trial Court in exercise of original jurisdiction. While under Rule 42 Petition for Review, case decided by RTC and exercise of appellate jurisdiction in appeals from quasi-judicial uh, bodies to the CA, it is uh, under Rule 43 where awards, judgment, final orders, or resolutions of or authorized by any quasi-judicial authorities in the exercise of its quasi-judicial functions except judgment or final orders issued under the Labor Code, while under Rule 45 Petition for Review by certiorari, the case where only questions of law are raised or involved, appeal by certiorari from a judgment or final order, or resolution of the CA, the Saligan Bayan, the RTC, or other courts whenever authorized by law. As to mode of appeal, Rule 41 Ordinary Appeal, uh, Notice of Appeal, or Record on Appeal with the CA. Or uh, petition for review, Rule 42, petition for review with the CA and appeals from uh, GES to the CA, verified petition for review with the CA and petition for review by certiorari under Rule 45 is petition for review on certiorari. In ordinary appeal, how it is made? Rule 41. Filing a notice of appeal with the court which rendered the judgment or final order appeal from and serving a copy thereof upon the adverse party. If required, the record of appeal shall be filed and served in like manner. In Rule 42, Petition for Review, uh, file a verified petition for review with the CAPing at the same time the clerk of court, the corresponding uh, docket and other local fees disposing or depositing the amount of 500 pesos for cost and furnishing the RTC and the adverse party with a copy of the petition. While uh, Rule 43 appeals from uh, quasi-judicial to the CA, file a verified petition for review and seven uh, legible copies with the CA with proof of service of a copy thereof on the adverse party and on the court or agency ACUA. The original copy of the petition intended for the CA shall be indicated as such by the petitioner. Upon the filing of the petition, the petitioner shall pay to the clerk of court of the CA the docketing and other lawful fees and deposit the sum of 500 pesos for cost. While uh, Rule 45 uh, on petition for review by certiorari, File verified petition for review on certiorari with the Supreme Court. Petitioner shall pay the corresponding docket fee and other lawful fees to the clerk of court of the Supreme Court and deposit the amount of 500 pesos for cost at the time of the filing of the petition. Proof of service of a copy thereof on the lower court concerned and on the adverse party shall be submitted together with the petition. As to period of appeal in ordinary appeal, rule uh, uh, 41 within 15 days from notice of the judgment or final order appeal from where the record of appeal is required file a notice of appeal in rule 42 uh, within 15 days from notice of uh, uh, the decision sought to be reviewed or 
the denial of petitioner's uh, motion for new trial or motion for reconsideration filed in uh, in due uh, time after uh, judgment. While in Rule 43 for Kasi Judicial Bodies, within 15 days from notice of the award judgment, final order or resolution or the date of its last publication, a publication is required by law for its effectivity or the denials of petitioner's motion for new trial or motion for reconstitution duly filed in accordance with the governing law of the court or agency uh, ACU. And uh, for the uh, Rule uh, 45, on certiorari within 15 days from notice of the judgment or final order or resolution appeal from or the denial of the petitioner's motion for neutral or motion for reconciliation filed in due time after notice of the judgment. Rule 40. Appeal from Municipal Trial Courts to the Regional Trial Court. Being appeal no, from a judgment or final order sa Municipal Court. An appeal from a judgment or final order of Municipal Trial Court may be taken to the Regional Trial Court exercising jurisdiction over the area to which the former pertains. Procedural Outline Appeal decision of MTC by filing notice of appeal and pay the docket fees within 15 days from a set of judgment. 15 days from the perfection of appeal, MTC clerk transmits record to RTC. Notice to parties that an appeal is being taken from the decision of MTC. Within 15 days from notice, the appellant submits memorandum to the RTC. Appeal files his own memorandum 15 days from receipt of appellant's memorandum. And upon filing of the appeal's memorandum or the expiration of the period to do so, the case shall be considered submitted for decision. If uncontested, the judgment is entered into the book of entries. Any party may file a motion for reconsideration or appeal by filing a petition for review with the uh, Court of Appeals. Let us take note that this appeal is from the MTC to the uh, RTC. That is why a petition for review is addressed to the Court of Appeals. When to appeal? San o ka ma-appeal? Within 15 days after notice of judgment or final order, which is non-extendable, within 15 days from notice of the denial of the motion for reconsideration or new trial, where a record of appeal is required within 30 days from notice of judgment or final order by filing a notice of appeal and record of appeal, this is extendable provided the motion for extension is filed within the reglementary period of 30 days. By record of appeal, it is required in the following cases, record of appeal, in special proceedings and in other cases of multiple or separate appeals under Rule 40, Section 3, in an order of expropriation in imminent domain proceeding, in a judgment for recovery of property or partition with accounting, in a procurement of mortgages, and in a judgment for or against one or more of several dependents, leaving the action to proceed against the uh, others. How to appeal? Paano mag-appeal? And the contents of notice of appeal. The appeal is taken by A. Filing a notice of appeal with the court that rendered the judgment or final order appealed from and by B. Serving a copy of the notice to the adverse party. Thus, if the judgment was rendered by the MTC, the notice of appeal must be filed with, this, with the said court, the MTC, not with the regional trial court. The notice of appeal shall indicate the parties to the appeal, the judgment or final or part thereof appealed from, and state the material dates showing the timeless of the appeal. 
Within the period for taking an appeal, the appellant shall pay the clerk of court which uh, uh, rendered the judgment or final order appeal from the full amount of the appellate court docket and other lawful fees. Proof of payment thereof shall be transmitted to the appellate court together with the original record on appeal as the case may be. And within 15 days from the perfection of the appeal, the clerk of court, the lower court, shall transmit the original record of the record on appeal together with transcript and exhibits which he shall certify as complete to the proper regional trial court. Now, perfection appeal. Let us discuss now how the appeal is perfected. A party's appeal by notice of appeal is deemed perfected as to him upon the filing of the notice of appeal in due time. A party's appeal by record of appeal is deemed perfected as to him with respect to the subject matter appeal or uh, uh, thereof upon the approval of the record of appeal filed in due time. Rule 40 in relation to Section 9 of Rule 41 Rules of Court. Dapat tangatandaan ng notice of appeal does not require the approval of the court. The function of the notice of appeal is merely to notify the tried court that the appellant was appealing of the right to appeal. Pagkapabalo lang, a notice lang sa korte and not to seek the court's permission that he be allowed to post on appeal. The trial court's only duty with respect to a timely notice of appeal is to transmit the original record of the case to the appellate court. After perfection of appeal to the RTC, the MTC loses its jurisdiction over the case and any motion for the execution of the judgment should be filed with the RTC. Exception After the perfection of appeal or approval of the record of appeal but before the transmittal of the records, the court of origin still retains its so-called residual jurisdiction. Tandaan ta, its so-called residual jurisdiction to issue uh, protective orders, approved compromises, permit appeals of indigent litigants, order execution pending appeal, and allow the withdrawal of uh, the appeal. That is uh, also called as the residual jurisdiction. Now, in the submission of memorandum, Sa sulod sa kinjijiyas or 15 days from such notice, it shall be the duty of the appealant to submit a memorandum copy of which shall be furnished the appealee. For the appealant, the filing of memorandum is vital to his appeal. Failure to so file shall be a ground for the dismissal of the appeal. The memorandum shall briefly discuss the errors imputed to the lower court. The appealee may, if so desires, file his memorandum within 15 days from receipt of the appealant's memorandum. So the appealant's memorandum furnish uh, the appealist, then uh, the appealee submit the memorandum. When case is deemed submitted for decision, the case shall be considered submitted for decision upon the filing of the memorandum of the appealee or the expiration of the period to do so. Then, what is the basis of the decision? The regional trial court shall decide the case on the basis of the entire record of the proceedings had in the court of origin and such memoranda are oh, as are filed. Appeal from an order dismissing a case for lack of jurisdiction. A case may be dismissed in the MTC without a trial on the merits. This occurs, for instance, when a motion to dismiss is filed and granted. If an appeal is taken from the dismissal by the lower court, the regional trial court may affirm or reverse it as the case may be. Under Section 8 of Rule 40, if, however, the dismissal in the municipal trial court is made on the ground of lack of jurisdiction over the subject matter and the regional trial court on appeal affirms the dismissal, the action of the latter court 
if it has jurisdiction, shall not be confined to a mere affirmation of the dismissal. It has jurisdiction over the subject matter. Instead, the rule requires the regional trial court to try the case on the merits as if the case was originally filed with it. So, take note no, that uh, uh, when the case is dismissed by the municipal trial court for lack of jurisdiction and then uh, it will uh, raise in the RTC for appeal, then the RTC affirms the dismissal. It has now the jurisdiction. Uh, the rule now is to require the RTC to try the case on the merits as if the case was originally filed with it. Note. A dismissal on the ground of lack of jurisdiction is the dismissal without prejudice. A dismissal without prejudice is not appealable under Rule 41, Section 1G. Nevertheless, this section makes the MTC's dismissal of the case on the ground of lack of jurisdiction appealable to RTC. Hence, this section operates as an exception to the rule that dismissals without prejudice are not appealable. Remember, this is a, a special a, a case, no? Uh, that the uh, operates as an exception to the rule that dismissals without prejudice are not appealable, appealable for uh, the general rule is uh, dismissal of the case is not appealable, but here the, this is an exception. Under the same provision, if the case was tried on the merits by the lower court without jurisdiction over the subject matter, the regional trial court on appeal shall not dismiss the case if it has original jurisdiction and shall decide the case in accordance with the rules. The court may, however, admit amended pleadings and additional evidence in the interest of justice. Now, let's discuss the modes of appeal from the decision of the regional trial court. A. An ordinary appeal or appeal by writ of error, where judgment was rendered by the court in the exercise of its original jurisdiction, this mode of appeal is governed by Rule 41 and is taken to the Court of Appeals on questions of fact or mixed questions of fact in law. B. Petition for review, where judgment was rendered by the court in the exercise of its appellate jurisdiction, this mode of appeal is uh, covered by Rule 42 and is brought to the Court of Appeals on questions of fact, questions of law, or mixed questions of fact and law. And see, petition for review on certiorari or appeal by certiorari to the Supreme Court. This mode is brought to the Supreme Court from the decision of the regional trial court in the exercise of its original jurisdiction and only on questions of law. Let's go to Rule 41, Appeal from the Regional Trial Courts. Application of Rule 41 on Ordinary Appeal An ordinary appeal or appeal by writ of error where judgment was rendered by the court in the exercise of its original jurisdiction, this mode of appeal is governed by Rule 41 and is taken to the Court of Appeals on questions of fact or mixed questions of fact in law. Take note, Corollary under Section 2 Rule 50 of the Rules of Court, an appeal under Rule 41 taken from the RTC to the CA raising only questions of law shall be dismissed as issues purely of law are not reviewable by the said court. Similarly, an appeal by notice of appeal instead by petition for review from the appellate judgment of an RTC shall be dismissed. The rules of court is clear and unequivocal. Using mandatory language in establishing the rule that an appeal raising pure questions of law erroneously taken to the CA shall not be transferred to the appropriate court but shall be dismissed outright. Again, kung ang appeal halin uh, sa RTC pakanto sa Court of Appeals kag ini basi or on the grounds of uh, questions of law uh, under the rules, uh, pure questions of law uh, is erroneously taken to the Court of Appeals. So, uh, ini iga dismiss outrightly 
by the Court of Appeals. That is in the case of Plyder versus Court of Appeals. Kasano? Sasano ma-appeal? When to appeal? The appeal shall be uh, taken within 15 days from notice of the judgment or final order appeal thumb. Where a record of appeal is required, the appealant shall file a notice of appeal and a record of appeal within 30 days from notice of the judgment or final order. In habeas corpus cases, the appeal shall be taken within 48 hours, habeas corpus, 48 hours, from notice of judgment or final order. Within the period for taking an appeal, the appealant shall pay the clerk of the court which rendered the judgment or final order appeal from the full amount of the appellate court docket. Failure to file notice of appeal or record on appeal within the prescribed period may be a ground for dismissal of the appeal by the CA on its own motion on uh, or on the motion of the appeal. So uh, we know here that uh, there are two valid uh, reasons for dismissal. Uh, raising purely questions of law to the CA uh, has outright dismissal of the case and second Uh, failure to file notice of appeal or record appeal within the prescribed period may also be a ground for dismissal of the appeal by the Court of Appeals. How? Paano to appeal? The appeal to the Court of Appeals in cases decided by the Regional Trial Court in the exercise of its original jurisdiction shall be taken by filing a notice of appeal with the court which rendered the judgment or final order appeal from, meaning, file ka sang imo, uh, Uh, rec, uh, uh, appeal to the court to or to the RTC. So, ma-appeal ka sa CA but you file your uh, notice of appeal sa RTC where the case uh, has been decided. And B, serving a copy thereof upon the adverse party. A record on appeal shall be required in special proceedings and other cases of multiple or separate appeals when so required by law or the rules. Where both parties are appellants, they may file a joint record on appeal. After filing, of course, there is perfection of appeal. A party's appeal by notice of appeal is deemed perfected as to him upon the filing of the notice of appeal in due time. Notice of appeal in due time. A party's appeal by record on appeal is deemed perfected as to him with respect to the subject matter thereof upon the approval of the record on appeal filed in due time. So, filing the notice of appeal in due time for... Notice of appeal while record on appeal requires uh, approval of the record on appeal filed in due time. Effect of perfected appeal or perfected appeal. Uh, dua, appeals by notice of appeal and appeals by record on appeal. On appeals by notice of appeal, the court loses jurisdiction over the case upon the perfection of the appeal filed in due time and the expiration of the time to appeal or the other parties. While appeals by record on appeal, the court loses jurisdiction only over the subject matter thereof upon approval of the records on the appeal filed in due time and the expiration of the time to appeal of the other parties. And see, after perfection of appeal, uh, the court loses jurisdiction over the case. Exception, residual jurisdiction. Again, let's discuss residual jurisdiction. What is this? The term refers to the authority of a trial court to issue orders For the protection and preservation of the rights of the parties which do not involve any matter litigated by the appeal, approve compromises, permit appeals of indicted litigants, order execution pending appeal in accordance with Section 2 of Rule 39, and allow withdrawal of the appeal provided these are done prior to the transmittal of the original record or the record on appeal. 
even if the appeals have already been perfected or despite the approval of the record on appeal or in case of a petition for review under Rule 42 before the Court of Appeals gives due course to the petition. The concept of residual jurisdiction of the trial court is available at a stage in which the court is normally deemed to have lost jurisdiction over the case or the subject matter involved in the appeal. There is no residual jurisdiction to speak of where no appeal or petition has been even filed. Now, kato kita sa dismissal of appeal. Prior to the transmittal of the original record or the record appeal to the appellate court, the trial court may motoproprio or on motion dismiss the appeal for having been taken out of time or opponent payment of the docket and other lawful fees within the reglementary period. A trial court has no authority to pass upon the issue of whether an appeal is dilatory or frivolous for it to those who would constitute a review of its own judgment and a makiri of the appellate process only the court reviewing the appeal may rule on that question. While we just discuss Rule 41, appeal from the regional trial courts as ordinary appeal or appeal by writ of error, let us now discuss uh, regarding Rule 42. Rule 42 is Petition for Review from the regional trial courts to the Court of Appeals. Its nature is, this mode of appeal is not a matter of right, it is a matter of discretion on the part of the CA on whether or not to entertain the appeal. It may only give due course to the petition if it shows on its face or the CA fins perma facie that the lower court has committed an error of fact or law that will warrant a reversal or modification of the decision or judgment sought to be reviewed. Now, what is the application of Rule 42? It is petition for review where judgment was rendered by the court in the exercise of its appellate jurisdiction. This mode of appeal is covered by Rule 42 and is brought to the Court of Appeals on questions of fact, questions of fact, uh, uh, questions of law, or mixed questions of fact and law. If appellant wants to assail the RTC judgment rendered in exercise of the RTC's appellate jurisdiction on purely question of law, the proper remedy is to file a petition for review under Rule 42 with the CA and not petition for review on certiorari with the Supreme Court. The appellate jurisdiction of the Supreme Court over appeals involving pure questions of law as expressly set forth under Section 5 uh, uh, of Article 8 uh, or uh, Article 8 of the Constitution is restricted to such questions arising in the first instance in the lower courts. In contrast, her appeal of the ruling of the RTC in the exercise of the latter's appellate jurisdiction should be brought to the CA by petition for review and could also focus on a question of law only. Section 2, Rule 42 of the Rules of Court precisely states that the petition for review shall set forth concisely therein a statement of the matters involved, the issues raised, the specification of errors of fact or law or both allegedly committed by the RTC and the reason or arguments relied upon for the allowance of the appeal. When to appeal, no? we are talking about the appeal uh, from the decision of RTC, uh, petition for review to the CA. When to appeal? The appeal shall be made within 15 days from notice of the decision sought to be reviewed or of the denial of petitioner's motion for new trial or reconsideration filed in due time after judgment. The court may grant an additional period of 15 days aside from the uh, 15 days uh, only provided the extension is sought. A. Upon proper motion and B. There is payment of the full amount of the docket fee and other lawful fees and the deposit for cost before the expiration of the reglementary period. No further extension shall be granted except 
for the most compelling reason and in no case to exceed 15 days. How to appeal? Paano mag-appeal? No? Petition for review ini to the CA, from RTC to CA. How to appeal? The appeal is made by filing a verified petition for review with the Court of Appeals, paying at the same time to the clerk of court, said court, the corresponding docket and other lawful fees, depositing the amount of 500 pesos for costs and furnishing the regional trial court and adverse party with a copy of the petition. The appeal is perfected as to the petitioner upon the timely filing of a petition for review and the payment of the corresponding docket fee and other lawful fees. The petition shall be filed in the proper form required in Section 2 of Rule 42, stating among others, a concise statement of the matters involved, the issues raised, the specification of errors of law or fact or both, allegedly committed by the court and the reasons or arguments relied upon for the allowance of the appeal. The petitioner shall likewise indicate the specific material dates showing that the petition was filed on time. The requirement to indicate the relevant dates is commonly called the material data rule, material data rule, and applies also to Rule 42 not only to a petition for certiorari under Rule 65. This petition also requires a certification against forum shopping. The failure to comply with any of the requirements in 62 of Rule 42 regarding the payment of the docket and other lawful fees, the deposit for costs, proof of service of the petition, and the contents of and the documents which should accompany the petition shall be sufficient ground for the uh, dismissal of the petition. Now, here, uh, by uh, failure to do so would constitute dismissal of the petition. Action of the Court the Court of Appeals may dismiss the petition if it finds the same to be patently without merit, prosecuted merely for delay, or that the question raised are too as substantial to require consideration. If the Court does not dismiss the petition, it may require the respondent to file a comment on the petition within 10 days from notice. The respondent shall file a comment, not a motion to dismiss. If the Court of Appeals finds prima facie that the lower court has committed an error of fact or law that will warrant a reversal or modification of the appeal decision, it may accordingly give due course to the petition. Give due course to the petition. If the petition is given due course, the Court of Appeals may set the case for oral argument or require the parties to submit memoranda within a period of 15 days from notice. The case shall be deemed submitted for decision upon the filing of the last pleading or memorandum required. Again, residual jurisdiction. The doctrine of residual jurisdiction also applies to Rule 42. The regional trial court loses jurisdiction over the case upon the perfection of the appeals filed in due time and the expiration of the time to appeal of the other parties. However, the regional trial court, despite the perfection of the appeals, may still issue orders for the protection and preservation of the rights of the parties which do not involve any matter litigated or litigated by the appeal. This is residual jurisdiction. Approved compromises permit appeals of indicted litigants, order execution pending appeal in accordance with Section 2 of Rule 39, and allow withdrawal of the appeal provided there are done, these are done before the Court of Appeals gave due course to the petition. Recall that in an ordinary appeal, the residual jurisdiction of the original trial court may be exercised prior to the transmittal of the original record or the record on appeal. Stay of judgment. There is thing a stay of judgment, pabilin ng judgment, except in civil cases decided under the rules on summary procedure. The appeal as a rule shall stay the judgment or final order unless the Court of Appeals, the law, or the rules shall provide otherwise.
Now, let's go to Rule 43. Remember, Rule 41 is ordinary appeal, uh, appeal or uh, appeals from the decision of the court of or the RTC, then petition for review or so, an appeal to the appellate court from RTC to the CA. Now, Rule 43 are appeals from the Court of Tax Appeals, Civil Service Commission, and quasi-judicial agencies. Appeals from quasi-judicial bodies. Appeals from judgment and final orders of quasi-judicial bodies or agencies enumerated in Rule 43 are now required to be brought to the Court of Appeals under the requirements and conditions set forth in Rule 43. This rule was adapted precisely to provide a uniform rule of appellate procedure from quasi-judicial bodies. The appeal under Rule 43 may be taken to the Court of Appeals whether the appeal involves a question of fact, a question of law, or mixed questions of fact and law. Section 3, Rule 43. The appeal shall be taken by filing a verified petition for review with the Court of Appeals within 15 days from notice. The appeal shall not stay the award, judgment, penal order, or resolution sought to be reviewed unless the Court of Appeals shall direct otherwise upon such terms as it may be deemed just. Anong scope? The scope, this rule shall apply to appeals from judgment or final orders of the Court of uh, Tax Appeals and from awards, uh, judgment, final orders, or resolutions of or authorized by any quasi-judicial agency in the exercise of its quasi-judicial functions. Among these agencies are quasi-judicial agencies are Civil Service Commission, Central Board of Assessment Appeals, Securities and Exchange Commission, Office of the President, Land Registry and Authority, Social Security Commission, Civil Aeronautics Board, Bureau of Patents, Trademarks and Technology Transfer, National Electrification Administration, Energy Regulatory Board, National Telecommunication Commission, Department of Agrarian Reform and the Republic Act Number no. 6657, GSIS, ECC, Agricultural Inventions Board, Insurance Commission, Philippine Atomic Energy Commission, Board of Investments. Now, uh, let me back. No, The Court of uh, Tax Appeals uh, is now uh, eliminated here. Guidelines with respect to the application of the present ruling on modes of judicial review vis-a-vis SIAC Arbitral Awards. From the appeals from SIAC arbitral awards that have already been filed and are currently pending before the CA and the Rule 43, the prior availability of the appeal on matters of fact and law thereon applies. This only proper since the parties resorted to the mode of review as it was the existing procedural rules at the time of filing prior to the instant amendment. For future appeals from SIAC arbitral awards that will be filed after the prorogation of the decision. A. If the issue to be raised by the parties is a pure question of law, the appeal should be filed directly and exclusively with the court through a petitioner for review under Rule 45. Anyway, what is SIAC? SIAC refers to Construction Industry Arbitration Committee. Now, let's proceed. If the parties will appeal factual issues, the appeal may be filed with the CA but only on the limited grounds that pertain to either a challenge on the integrity of the SIAC arbitral tribunal, that is, allegations of corruption, fraud, misconduct, evident partially incapacity, or excess of powers within the tribunal. SIAC stands for uh, Construction Industry Arbitration Committee. Or 
an allegation that the arbitral tribunal violated the constitution or positive law in the conduct of the arbitral process through the special civil action of a petition for certiorari under Rule 65 on grounds of grave abuse of discretion amounting to lack of excess or excess in jurisdiction. The Court of Appeals may conduct a factual review only upon sufficient and demonstrable showing that the integrity of the SIAC Arbitral Tribunal had indeed been compromised or that it committed unconstitutional or illegal acts in the conduct of the arbitration. Under no other circumstances other than the limited grounds provided above may parties appeal to the CA a SIAC Arbitral Award. Case of Global Medical Center of Laguna versus Ross System International Incorporated. Now, Let's go to the period of appeal. The appeal shall be taken within 15 days from notice of the award, judgment, final order, or resolution, or from the date of its last publication, if publication is required by law for its effectivity, or of the denial of petitioner's motion for new trial or reconsideration duly filed in accordance with the governing law of the court or agency ACU. Only one motion for reconsideration shall be allowed upon proper motion in the payment of the full amount of the docket fee before the expiration of the reglementary period. The Court of Appeals may grant an additional period of 15 days only within which to file the petition for review. No further extension shall be granted except for the most compelling reason and in no case to exceed 15 days. Now, Effect of Failure to Comply with Requirements the failure of the petitioner to comply with any of the foregoing requirements regarding the payment of the docket fee and other local fees, the deposit for cost, proof of service of the petition, and the contents of and the documents which should accompany the petition shall be sufficient ground for the dismissal thereof. Again, requirements, uh, failure to uh, follow the requirements will be uh, resulted to dismissal of the case. Action on the petition. The Court of Appeals may, this is uh, again about the appeal from the quasi-judicial authorities, may require the respondent to file a comment on the petition, not a motion to dismiss, within 10 days from notice or dismiss the petition. If it finds that the same be patently without merit, prosecuted manifestly for delay, or that the question raised therein are too unsubstantial to require consideration. Review of decisions of the NLRC. We go to the NLRC. Uh, review of uh, decisions in NLRC, National Labor Relations Commission. The remedy of a party aggrieved by the decision of the National Labor Relations Commission is to promptly move for the reconsideration of the decision and if denied, to timely file a special civil action of certiorari under Rule 65 within 16 days from notice of the decision in observance of the doctrine of hierarchy of courts, the petition for certiorari should be filed in the Court of Appeals. No? In LRC, refers to labor cases. Now, appeals from judgment of the Court of Tax Appeals. This is about uh, tax. A party adversely affected by a resolution of a division of the CTA on a motion for reconsideration or new trial, may file a petition for review with the CTE in bank. Remember that uh, uh, the decisions or the uh, CTA no, ha has division to tackle uh, the cases, then uh, review by the in bank of the CTA. A party adversely affected by a decision or ruling of the CTA in bank may file with the Supreme Court. A verified action for review on certiorari pursuant to Rule 45 of the Civil Procedure. Again, 
CTA in bank uh, decision which adversely affected uh, is elevated to the Supreme Court uh, for review on certiorari pursuant to Rule 45, not uh, to CA. Appeals from Judgment of the Civil Service Commission A judgment, final order, or resolution of the Civil Service Commission may be taken to the Court of Appeals under Rule 43 of the Rules of Court. The appeal shall be taken within 15 days from notice. Appeal is from judgment of the Office of the President. The judgments, resolution, or final orders of the Office of the President may be taken to the Court of Appeals under Rule 43, the Office of the President's cancellation and or revocation of a mining firm's financial or technical assistance agreement, or we call it in the political law as IPTEA, is purely administrative in nature and not an exercise of quasi-judicial authority. Thus, Rule 43 is not available. Review of the Resolution of the Secretary of Justice Rule for Violation of Tax and Tariff Laws The Court of Appeals is clothed with jurisdiction to review the resolution issued by the Secretary of Justice through a petition for certiorari under Rule 65 of the Rules of Court solely on the ground of grave abuse of discretion amounting to lack of jurisdiction. Now, here, Rule 65 is applied uh, for the Court of Appeals when it is uh, in view of the resolution of the Secretary of Justice. Second, it is the Court of Tax Appeals, not the CA, which has jurisdiction over the petition for certiorari under Rule 65, assailing the DOJ resolution for violation of the Tariff and Custom Code of the Philippines. Let us remember this, that if uh, the, the ruling is from the Court of Tax Appeal, uh, or it is uh, it should be filed in the Court of Tax Appeals, not to the CA, uh, unless uh, uh, it is a violation or uh, petition for certiorari or certiorari uh, by the decision of the Secretary of Justice on uh, cases solely on the ground of grave abuse of discretion amounting to lack of uh, jurisdiction. Uh, well, if it is uh, for uh, certiorari under Rule 65 or for violation of tariff and custom code of the Philippines, the Court of Tax Appeals, not the CA, who has jurisdiction under Petition for Certiorari Rule 65. Rule 45 Let's go to Rule 45. This is about appeals by certiorari to the Supreme Court. The application of Rule 45 Appeal by certiorari to the Supreme Court, also commonly known as Petition for Review on Certiorari, applies in the following cases. <clears throat> a. Appeal from a judgment or final order of the Regional Trial Court in cases where only questions of law are raised or are raised or are involved and in the case is one decided by said court in the exercise of its original jurisdiction. This rule applies only when the decision of the regional court is in the exercise of its original jurisdiction because when the decision is rendered by the RTC in the exercise of its appeal jurisdiction, regardless of whether the appealant raises questions of fact, questions of law, or mixed questions of fact and law, the appeal shall be brought to the Court of Appeals by filing a petition for review under Rule 42, and even if only a question of law is raised. B. Appeal from the judgment, final order, or resolution of the Court of Appeals where the petition shall raise only questions of law, distinctly sent forth. C. 
appeal from the judgment, final order, or resolution of the Sandigan Bayan where the petition shall raise only question of law distinctly set forth. B. Appeal from the decision of ruling of the Court of Tax Appeals in Bank. Still, jurisdiction of the Supreme Court appeals from the judgment or final order in petition for writ of amparo to the Supreme Court, while in other cases of appeal under Rule 45 only, questions of law may be raised. Here, the question raised need not only be questions of law, but also questions of fact or both uh, law and fact. F. Appeals from a judgment or final order, a petition for writ of abias dita. The appeal may raise questions of fact or law or both. And G. Still, Rule 45 uh, rules. Appeal from a petition of writ of kalikasan. The appeal may raise a question of fact. Let us distinguish here the questions of law and questions of fact. A question of law arises when there is doubt as to what the law is on a certain state of facts, while there is a question of fact when the doubt arises as to the truth or falsity of the alleged facts. For a question to be one of law, the same must not involve an examination of the probative value of the evidence presented by the litigants or any of them. The resolution of the issue must rest solely on what the law provides on the given set of circumstances. Once it is clear that the issue invites a review of the evidence presented, the question posed is one of fact. What is the test? The test of whether a question of, of, uh, is one of law or of fact is not the appellation given to such question by the party raising the same. Rather, it is whether the appellate court can determine the issue raised without reviewing or evaluating the evidence, in which case it is a question of law, otherwise it is a question of fact. Here, the Republic does not dispute the truthfulness of Rimar's allegation, particularly the specific acts he claims to have done to locate Lublin. What the Republic does question is the sufficiency of these acts, that is, whether they are sufficient to merit a legal declaration of Lublin's presumpted death. This is the case of Republic versus Ken Yunis. We go to provisional remedies. The petition for review and certiorari under Rule 45 may include an application for a writ of preliminary injunction or other provisional remedies. The petitioner may seek the same provisional remedies by verified motion filed in the same action or proceeding at any time during its pendency. Four rigid parameters. The following four rigid parameters limit the giving of due course and granting of review or appeal by certiorari under Rule 45 the rules. 1. Only questions of law, which must be distinctly set forth in the petition, shall be raised. 2. To avoid the outright dismissal of the petition, there must be compliance with the payment of the docket and other required fees, deposit for costs, proof of proper service of the questions, the required contents of the petition, and the required documents that must accompany the petition. 3. The court may, on its own initiative, deny the appeal by certiorari on the ground that it is without merit or is prosecuted manifestly for delay, or that the question therein are too insubstantial to require consideration. Fourth, a review by certiorari is not a matter of right, but of sound judicial discretion and will be granted only when there are special and important considerations by reason of substance. When the court ACU has decided a question of substance not therefore determined by the Supreme Court or decided it in a way probably not in accord with law or with the applicable decisions of the Supreme Court or procedure 
when the court has so far departed from the accepted and usual course of judicial proceedings. All so far, sanctions as departure by the lower court as to call for an exercise of the power of supervision. Section 6045 in the case of Ususan Development Corporation versus Paxio. Take note, as pointed at the outset, petitioner did not even comply with the parameter 1. The singular issue raised in the petition is not a pure question below because its resolution requires a review of the correctness of the factual determination of the CE. The three documents which a petitioner uh, belatedly submitted to the CE are vague and inconclusive as to whether the subject lot uh, fails within the areas of uh, Intagig that have been declared and lands of public domain. Usus and Delbuen Corporation versus Paxio. Rule 45 is not a matter of right. An appeal or review under Rule 45 is not a matter of right but of sound judicial discretion and will be granted only when special and important reason could justify the petition. Every appeal to the Supreme Court is not a matter of right but of sound judicial discretion and with the exception of cases where the penalty of death or reclusion perpetua where an appeal is a matter of right leaving the reviewing court without any discretion. Findings of facts not ordinarily reviewed and factual issue, bar rule. In the exercise of its power of review, the Supreme Court is not a trier of facts and unless there is there are accepting circumstances, it does not routinely undertake the re-examination of the evidence presented by the contending parties during the trial of the case. Referral to the Court of Appeals If a Rule 45 appeal which raises a question of fact is taken to the Supreme Court from the Regional Trial Court, the appeal may be denied by the court on its own initiative because of the settled rule that only questions of law may be entertained in a petition for review on certiorari to the Supreme Court. The court, however, instead of denying the appeal, has another option. It may refer the appeal to the Court of Appeals. When, kasano, the questions of fact may be passed upon in a Rule 45 petition. Let us remember the general rule that the Supreme Court cannot pass upon a petition for review on certiorari or reportified factual findings of a lower court since its jurisdiction is limited to reviewing errors of law. Hence, factual findings of the trial court affirmed by the Court of Appeals are final and conclusive and may not be reviewed on appeal. Exceptions This rule proscribing the raising of question of fact is not uh, an absolute one. Questions of fact may be raised in, on appeal under Rule 45 provided the petition shows any sum or all of the following. These are the following. When the findings are grounded entirely on speculations or myses or conjectures. When the inference made is manifestly mistaken, absurd or impossible. When there is grave abuse of discretion. When the judgment is based on a misapprehension of facts. And when the finding of facts are conflicting, when in making its finding the Court of Appeals went beyond the issues of the case, or its findings are contrary to the admissions of both the appellant and the appealee, when the findings are contrary to the trial court, when the findings are conclusions without citation of specific evidence on which they are based, when the facts set forth in the petition as well as in the petitioner's main and reply briefs are not disputed by the respondent. When the findings of fact are premised on the supposed absence of evidence and contradicted by the evidence on record. And when the Court of Appeals manifestly overlooks certain relevant facts not disputed by the parties which, if properly considered, would justify a different conclusion. 
pieces from the De Castro versus Field Investigation Office, Office of the Ombudsman. Now, certiorari under Rule 45 is not the certiorari under Rule 65. Let us see the difference. Certiorari under Rule 45 is a mode of appeal under Section 2, Paragraph C of Rule 41, Rules of Court, while certiorari under Rule 65 is a special civil action that is an original action and not a mode of appeal. Certiorari under Rule 45 is but a continuation of the appellate process over the original case, while certiorari under Rule 65 is not part of the appellate process but an independent action. Because it is a mode of appeal, certiorari under Rule 45 seeks to review final judgment or final orders, while certiorari under Rule 65 may be directed against an interlocutory order or matters where no appeal may be taken from. Further, certiorari under Rule 45 raises questions of law, while under Rule 65, certiorari raises question of jurisdiction because a tribunal board or officer exercising judicial or quasi-judicial functions has acted without jurisdiction or in excess of jurisdiction or with a grave abuse of discretion amounting to lack of jurisdiction. An appeal by certiorari under Rule 45 shall be uh, filed within 15 days from notice of judgment or final order or resolution appealed while a petition for certiorari under Rule 65 shall be filed not later than 60 days from notice of judgment, order, or resolution sought to be assailed. And in case a motion for reconsideration or new trial is timely filed, whether such motion is required or not, the 60-day period shall be counted from notice of denial of said motion. Certiorari under Rule 45 does not require a prior motion for reconsideration, while under Certiorari Rule 65, it requires as a general rule a prior motion for reconsideration. And Certiorari under Rule 45 stays the judgment appeal from. Certiorari under Rule 65 does not stay the judgment or order subject of the petition unless enjoined or restrained. In certiorari under Rule 45, the parties are the original parties with the appealing party as the petitioner and the adverse party as respondent without impleding the lower court or its judge. While in certiorari under Rule 65, the tribunal board officer exercising judicial or quasi-judicial functions is impleded as respondent. Certiorari as a special civil action is filed with the regional trial court, the court of appeals, or with the Supreme Court. Whereas certiorari as a mode of appeal is filed with the Supreme Court. When a Rule 65 petition is treated as a Rule 45 petition, again, kasano nga ang Rule 65 petition atong certiorari nga special civil action itratuhon as a Rule 45 nga petition. General, the rule is that filing of a special civil action for certiorari under Rule 65 When the proper remedy should have been uh, to file an action for review on certiorari under Rule 45, merits the outright dismissal of the petition. Exception. On several occasions, however, the court has treated a petition for certiorari or the Rule 65 as a petition for review on certiorari as Rule 45. A. The petition has been filed within 15 days period reglementary period. B. Public welfare and the advancement of public policy dictate such treatment. C. The broader interest of justice requires such treatment. D. The writs issued were null and void. And E. The question, decision, or order amounts to an oppressive exercise of judicial authority. Now, kasano or when to appeal 
sa San o mag-appeal. The appeal, which shall be in the form of verified petition, shall be filed within 15 days from notice of the judgment final order or resolution appealed from, or within 15 days from notice of the denial of the petitioner's motion for new trial or motion for reconsideration filed in due time. Is there an extension? The Supreme Court may, for justifiable reasons, grant an extension of 30 days only within which to file the petition provided there is a motion for extension of time duly filed and served, there is full payment of the docket and other lawful fees and the deposit for cost, and the motion is filed and served and the payment is made before the expiration of the reglementary period. This is under Rule 45, Section 2. How to appeal? Paano mag-appeal? The petitioner shall file a verified petition with the Supreme Court within the reglementary period, raising therein only questions of law. Docket fees and proof of service. The petitioner shall pay to the clerk of court or the Supreme Court the docket and other lawful fees as well as the deposit and the amount of 500 pesos for costs, proof of service of copy of the petition of the lower court concerned and the adverse party shall be submitted together with the petition. Again, the material date rule. The petition shall contain all the matters mentioned in Section 4 of Rule 45 including compliance with the material date rule which requires the petitioner to indicate the material dates issuing when notice of the judgment, final order, or resolution subject of the petition was received, and when a motion for new trial or motion for reconsideration, if any, was filed, and when notice of the denial was received also. Among others, the petition must also be accompanied by a certification against forum shopping as provided for in Section 2 of Rule 42. Dismissal of the Petition for Appeal the failure of the petitioner to comply with any of the foregoing requirements regarding the payment of the docket and other local fees, deposit for costs, prop of service of the petition, and the contents of and the documents which should accompany the petition shall be sufficient ground for its dismissal. Moto proprio, moto proprio dismissal. The Supreme Court may on its own initiative deny the petition on the ground that the appeal is without merit. It is prosecuted manifestly for delay, or that the appeal, uh, that the question and the appeal raised therein are too unsubstantial to require consideration. Is there applicability to criminal cases? The mode of appeal prescribed in this rule shall be applicable to both civil and criminal cases, except in criminal cases where the penalty imposes death, reclusion perpetual, or life imprisonment. Let's go to Rule 64. We discuss uh, for a while the review or the appeal for decisions of quasi-judicial authorities. This time, Rule 64 is review of judgment or final orders of the Commission on Audit and the Commission on Election. Scope This rule shall govern the review of judgment and final orders or resolutions, not interlocutory orders of the COMELEC and COA. A judgment or final order or resolution of the COMELEC and the COA may be brought by the aggrieved party to the Supreme Court on certiorari under Rule 65, except as an abder provided section, uh, in Section 2 Rule 64, not an appeal by certiorari under Rule 45. The Court has interpreted this constitutional provision to mean final orders, rulings, and decisions of the COMELEC in bank 
rendered in the exercise of its adjudicatory or quasi-judicial powers. The petitioner in assails the validity of a comic resolution which was issued under its rulemaking power to implement the provisions of BP 881 and RA 7166. Thus, the period under Rule 64 does not apply. Philippine Association of Detective and Protective Agency Operators versus COMELEC Rule 64 does not cover rulings of the COMELEC in the exercise of its administrative powers. Though the provision appears unambiguous and unequivocal, the court has consistently held that the praise decision, order, or ruling of constitutional commissions, the COMELEC included, that may be brought directly to the Supreme Court on certiorari is not all-encompassing and that it only relates to those rendered in the commission exercise of adjudicatory or quasi-judicial powers. In the case of the COMELEC, this would limit the provisions coverage to the decisions or the rulings issued pursuant to its authority to be the sole judge of generally all controversies and contests relating to the election returns and qualifications of elective offices. Remedy, if exercise of its administrative functions. Amonia, ang remedy. Kung uh, hindi siya adjudicatory or quasi-judicial powers, kundi administrative functions. Thus, the court reviews COMELEC's administrative acts only by way of exception. When it acts capriciously or whimsically with grave abuse of discretion amounting to lack or excess of jurisdiction, necessarily this invokes the court's expanded jurisdiction under the second paragraph of Article 8, Section 1 of the Constitution. Only jurisdictional issue. Ano ini? Jurisdictional issue. In the absence of grave abuse of discretion, questions of fact cannot be raised. In a petition for certiorari under Rule 64 of the Rules of Court, the Office of the Petition for Certiorari is not a correct simple errors of judgment. Any resort to the said petition under Rule 64 in relation to Rule 65 of the uh, Rules is limited to the resolution of jurisdictional issues. Accordingly, since the validity of the prepayment scheme is inherently a question of fact, the same should no longer be looked into by this Court. In a petition for certiorari under Rule 64 in relation to Rule 65 of the Rules of Court, the primordial issue to be resolved is whether the Respondent Tribunal committed grave abuse of discretion amounting to lack or excess of jurisdiction in issuing the assailed resolution or the assailed resolution. And as a matter of policy, this Court will not interfere with the resolutions of the COMELEC unless it is shown that it had committed grave abuse of discretion. Thus, in the absence of grave abuse of discretion, A Rule 64 petition will not prosper. How about the findings of fact? It is not reviewable. Findings of fact of the Commission supported by substantial evidence shall be final and reviewable. It is well settled that findings of fact of quasi-judicial agencies such as the COA are generally accorded respect and even finality by this court if supported by substantial evidence in recognition of their expertise of the specific matters under their jurisdiction. When to file? Sasano mag-file? Distinction to Rule 65. This is Rule 64. Huh? Rule 64. The petition shall be filed within 30 days from notice of the judgment or final order or resolution sought to be reviewed. The 30-day period refers to a petition directed against a final order or judgment of the commission concerned. As such, if a petition for certiorari is directed against an interlocutory order, the 60-day period in Rule 65 should apply. Rule 65 
filed within 60 days from notice of the judgment. Rule 64, the filing of a motion for new trial or reconsideration of said judgment or final order resolution, if allowed under the procedural rules of the commission concerned, shall interrupt the period therein fixed. If the motion is denied, the aggrieved party may file the petition within the remaining period but which shall not be less than five days and any event reckoned from notice of denial. Rule 65. The denial of motion for reconciliation or new trial gives the filing party a fresh period of 60 days for the filing of a Rule 65 petition for certiorari. The fresh period rule is not applicable under Rule 64. Take note. Rule 65 applies to petitions questioning the judgment, final orders, or resolutions of the COA only insofar as Rule 64 does not specifically provide the rules. Consequently, since Rule 64 explicitly provides the 30-day period for the filing of the petition, the same shall apply, not the 60-day period provided in Rule 65. So we follow the 30-day period, not the 60-day period as prescribed in Rule 65 on certiorari. To recall, the COA decision was promulgated on December 27, 2017 and petitioner received a copy of the decision only on February 23, 2018. Thus, the 30-day period began to run from February 23, 2018. However, following Section 3, Rule 64, the period was interrupted when petitioners filed a motion for reconsideration on February 28, 2018. Petitioners receive a copy of the resolution denying their MR on November 12, 2018. Consequently, they had 25 days from November 12 or until December 7, 2018 to file the petition before the court. However, petitioners only filed the petition on January 11, 2019 or 35 days after the last day of filing. From the foregoing, there is no dispute that petitioners belatedly filed the petition before the court. Nevertheless, the question appears to be partly meritorious. Time and again, the court has relaxed the observance of procedural rules to advance substantial justice. Moreover, the present petition provides an appropriate avenue for the court to settle the conflicting jurisprudence on the reliability of the refund of disallowed allowances. Thus, the court opts for liberal or liberal application of the procedural rules considering that the substantial merits of the case warrants its review by the court. This is enshrined in Madeira v. Coa. Stay of execution. Still, we are on Rule 64. The filing of a motion for new trial or reconsideration of said judgment or final order or resolution, if allowed under the procedural rules of the commission concerned, shall interrupt the period herein fixed. The filing of a petition for certiorari shall not stay the execution of the judgment or final order or resolution sought to be reviewed unless the Supreme Court shall direct otherwise upon such term as it may be deemed just. In order to stay the execution of the judgment, Section 7 of Rule 65 may be availed of or supplitorily under the said provision. In order to interrupt the course of the principal case, the petitioner should obtain a temporary restraining order or writ of primary injunction. So let's uh, focus on Commission on Election. A judgment, resolution, or final order of the Commission on Elections may be brought by the aggrieved party to the Supreme Court on certiorari under Rule 65. This is provided by Section 2, Rule 64, Rules of Court, by filing the petition within 30 days from notice 
it is vital to remember that Rule 64 does not cover rulings of the Commission in the exercise of its administrative powers. The rule only relates to those rendered in the exercise of adjudicatory or quasi-judicial powers. Remember, adjudicatory or quasi-judicial powers, Rule 64, while administrative powers of COMELEC uh, is under Rule 65, as prescribed by Rule 64. This would limit the coverage of Rule 64 to decisions, orders, and rulings issued pursuant to its authority to be the sole judge on controversies relating to elections, returns, and qualifications of elective offices. Now, let's go to Commission on Audit, COA. A judgment resolution or final order of the Commission on Audit may be brought by the aggrieved party to the Supreme Court on certiorari under Rule 65. Still, Section 2, Rule 64 provides that by filing the petition within 30 days from notice. Note, however, that in administrative disciplinary case decided by the Commission on Audit, the proper remedy in the case of an adverse decision is an appeal to the Civil Service Commission and not Rule 65 uh, petition of the Supreme Court. Uh, again, is a new uh, thing that the COA for the decision of administrative disciplinary case uh, decided by COA will go to uh, as an appeal to the Civil Service Commission. Now, still we are discussing on about appeal. Here, dismissal, reinstatement, and withdrawal of appeal. Dismissal, reinstatement, and withdrawal of appeal. Grounds for dismissal of appeal. An appeal may be dismissed by the Court of Appeals on its own motion or on that of the appealee on the following grounds. A. Failure of the record of appeal to show on its face that the appeal was taken within the period fixed by the rules of court. B. Failure to file the notice of appeal or the record of appeal within the period prescribed by the rules of court. C. Failure of the appealant to pay the docket and other lawful fees as provided in Section 4 of Rule 41. D. Unauthorized alterations, omissions, or additions in the approved record on appeal as provided in Section 4, Rule 44. E. Failure of the appealant to serve and file the required number of copies of his brief or memorandum within the time provided by the rules of court. F. Absence of specific assignment of errors in the appealant's brief or of page reference to the record as required in Section 13, Paragraph A, C, D, and F of Rule 44. J. Failure of the appealant to take the necessary steps for the correction or completion of the record within the time limited by the court in its order. H. Failure of the appealant to appear at the preliminary conference under Rule 48 or to comply with orders, circulars, or directives of the court without justifiable cause. And I. The fact that uh, order or judgment appeal from is not appealable. The grounds for dismissal of an appeal under Section 1 of Rule 50 are discretionary upon the appellate court. The very wording of the rule uses the word may instead of shall. This indicates that it is only directory and not mandatory. Sound discretion must be exercised in consonance with the tenets of justice and fair play, keeping in mind the circumstances obtaining in its case. Now, dismissal of improper appeal to the Court of Appeals. This is about improper appeal. An appeal under Rule 41 taken by Pram 
or taken from the regional trial court to the Court of Appeals, raising only questions of law shall be dismissed. Again, RTC to CA on questions of law, dismissible. Issues purely of law not being reviewable by said court. Similarly, an appeal by notice of appeal instead or by petition for review from the appellate judgment of regional trial court shall be dismissed. Section 2. An appeal erroneously taken to the Court of Appeals shall not be transferred to the appropriate court but shall be dismissed outright. The remedy is uh, to refile it in the proper forum but has to be within the prescribed period. Now we go to withdrawal of appeal. An appeal may be withdrawn as of right at any time before the filing of the appeal's brief. Thereafter, the withdrawal may be allowed in the discretion of the court. Then, the dismissal by the Supreme Court. Dismissal by the Supreme Court. The appeal may be dismissed moto proprio or on motion of the respondent on the following grounds. A. Failure to take the appeal within the reglementary period. B. Lack of merit in the petition. C. Failure to pay the requisite tacit fee and other lawful fees or to make a deposit for costs. D. Failure to comply with the requirements regarding proof of service and contents of the documents which should accompany the petition. E. Failure to comply with any circular, directive, or order of the Supreme Court without justifiable cause. F. Error in the choice of mode of appeal. And G. The fact that the case is not appealable to the Supreme Court. Section 5, Rule 56.